two today um another question came in again i find it more valuable to just answer these questions so everybody in the group can benefit from those questions my last video just to just to rehash quickly on this canine deployment when you're a canine handler um somebody asked me in iowa so yeah they said oh hey you know i have a canine unit um do you think it's wise that i can i should deploy my dog blah blah, blah. and i said look remember on a stop the courts have said you have the right to Issue a summons or not issue a summons. Do NCIC check, check DMV. If you were calling, I said to him, this is exactly how I said to him, I said, if you're calling your dispatch center to run somebody, is that typically what you would do? Because yes, I go, how long before you get a full return back that they've checked this person to clear them for any warrants or, or found warrants or confirming warrants? It goes two minutes. I go, so two minutes of this extra time that we're not using properly for a canine handler, right? Uh, because I just had a conversation with somebody and they they advocated they've been dictated, told differently. And again, this is just total reading, taking all this, collecting all this data and saying, okay, what are we doing here to, to solve this? Uh, but in reality, um, what says that you, in those two minutes, instead of just sitting there and twiddling your thumbs, you haven't rehearsed your ability to remove that dog. And in those two minutes before that return comes back, that dog is ran around that car for a free air sniff. So you'd have to first of all check if your state is allowed to do a free air sniff, right? It's the first one you're going to have to look into. Most states are. Some states aren't, not many. The typical ones we hear all the time, the, the crappy states that are super liberal. Um, and again, we know these these laws exist because they're, their intentions are to protect criminals. That's all it is. If you're doing nothing wrong, why would why would we have all these caveats and these hula hoops to jump through? Uh, anyway, I said hula hoops, just regular hoops would be sufficient. Now, back to this. A guy writes to me and says, hey, um, an accident occurs. And the person who went to the accident investigates and then issues a summons regarding the accident. And his question to me was, if he didn't witness it, how can he issue the summons? So the answer to this is, well, you have to remember the in-presence requirement requires what? Um, we're only talking about an in-presence requirement is for an arrest, not for a summons. So commonly in Jersey, people are are comical. These these uh, a lot of people in, in any state and take this um, and apply it accordingly. We all know that there are certain circumstances or certain offenses in your law that are enumerated offenses. What does that mean? It means that, guys, this is verbatim, so bear with me here. It means that you didn't have to witness them to satisfy an in-presence arrest. Commonly, shoplifting, um, domestic violence, DWI, theft of library materials. This is the same in every state. Some states vary a little bit different here and there. But we know that you don't have to per se witness it. But when you gather the facts or there's a reporting party and you have established probable cause, you are allowed to make an in-presence arrest. Now, let's take some offenses outside of the enumerated offenses that allow you to arrest for warrantless arrests outside of having uh, the in-presence requirement. You can also do the same thing, gather that information, have witnesses, and you can develop probable cause. Although you can't arrest somebody for that it doesn't mean you can't issue a summons and charge. If you develop enough probable cause for a misdemeanor offense per se, New Jersey be a PDP or DP, um, you've established enough evidence to build and bring your, your information to probable cause. Although you can't arrest them, it does not mean you cannot charge them. It doesn't mean you can't go back to your police department, write an IR or an investigation report, whatever you guys call it, a patrol report, 
and then issue a summons via the mail. Or many states have a summons book that you can write charges on right there or print them out right from your computer right there. We're talking about the impress requirement talk, uh, is, is talking about liberty, not ordering somebody to come to court. That is not liberty. That is not uh, taking away from their civil rights of liberty. So just so we're aware of that, when we're talking about uh, even a motor vehicle summons versus let's take a motor vehicle, let's take the circumstances of a motor vehicle, a crash occurs, you do your due diligence, you do an investigation and reveal that this jerk off over here was doing 103 miles an hour, right? He was driving like a madman, 11 witnesses there, um, skid marks where the crash occurred, he's at fault. You are allowed to issue a summons. Well, they didn't witness it, you can issue a summons. But you couldn't arrest them on that, right? So then we take it to now DWI in the state of New Jersey is one of those enumerated offenses. Now, after all this, a crash occurs, the whole nine of guys acting like a jerk off. On top of that, he's now intoxicated. Now we're satisfying our ability to make a warrantless arrest because DWI falls under one of the enumerated offenses. And you'd have to know this for your state, what it says regarding this. But in New Jersey, that's what it says. And that's what I'm advocating to you. Summons versus arrest. That's what we're talking about here regarding the in-presence requirement to arrest for misdemeanor offenses. Sometimes you can arrest, sometimes you can't. But almost every single time you can issue a summons. Okay. So um, because I say that almost every single time, under domestic violence rules, we have to make arrests with signs of injury in pretty much every state. Hopefully that clears things up for folks. Um, it's real. It's been done here. It's done here all the time. When I started bringing this up many years ago in my New Jersey class, people were like, oh, I don't think that's true. I know, because you've never seen it before. Um, you believe that it's untrue. It's some fucking unicorn. But the reality is it's true, and it's done commonly by police departments and police officers who are a cut above the, or the, the rest, right? They, they've, they've done the research. Somebody somewhere said, hey, we can do this. Here's where it says it. Here's the court rules. Let's talk about this. And then everybody else kind of just like, we exist. Right? We, it's the way we've always done it. We've never done it that way. <laughs> so um, we have to progress as law enforcement. We have to take initiative. Nobody ever told me these things when I was new. And you know what? I had things and situations occur where I would have known. I would have certainly handed out some fucking summonses for simple assault and harassment right away. Or I would have gotten them to try to admit to me that the assault or the harassment had occurred so I can satisfy the apprentice requirement. So in New Jersey, admission satisfies the apprentice requirement. So if somebody tells you, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I punched that guy, right? And you're taking, and he was just, the guy was just an innocent victim. Well, then you can arrest on that. The words coming out of the offender's mouth satisfies the apprentice requirement here in the state of New Jersey. But if they didn't admit it, it didn't admit it and I had enough uh, to tell you the circumstances and witnesses and maybe even some other things going on, I certainly would be inclined to writing some of When I discovered this later in my career, that's what I did, right? When I felt it was justified, I'm not talking about two drunks slugging it out in the street. You know, like, oh, give some shit, right? Here's your report. You want to file a complaint? I'm talking about somebody who was an innocent victim and the police are there to show up and, and, and take care of the situation and not just kicking it to the fucking wind. Because you know what? It's all funny. It's all gay. It's all hysterical. It's all, it's all who gives a shit until it's your family, right? And that's how I see it. Everything, who gives a shit, it's fucking interdiction stuff. Yeah, it's all fun and games until it's your family. I remember many years ago, I tell a quick side story. I tell in class as well. I never said it in the group here. We had a, uh, our deputy chief had come up to the gas pumps. I was new, big mouth. 
Um, and I would say I've made a lot of mistakes in my career. Believe me, I've made a thousand. Let's not pretend like this is some, like you're just seeing the highlight reel of what I've learned over 19 years in this industry. And I said, uh, hey, we're, we're getting a new fleet of cars, right? So I said, um, hey, what kind of cars are we getting, man? I think the Caprices just came out or some shit like that. Uh, the Crown Vicks were dinosaurs that, you know, they didn't break, but they were dogs. They didn't move. Pursuits, you were fucking that. You were literally, you were, if you are a great driver, you may have stood a chance of catching somebody in a pursuit with a Crown Victoria. They were just dogs, just slow goddamn cars. 120 top out speed, slow, 225 horsepower, dragging around three tons. You know, our cars now are just much faster. Anyway, so I said, hey, uh, Chief, uh, what kind of cars are we getting? He goes, well, if it's up to me, we're going to, I'm live, just so you know, interrupting stories. Um, so he goes, uh, well, if it's up to me, I would get Durango's. Everybody would get Durango's, the SUVs here. I go, yeah, but we can't chase in Durango's. He goes, Dennis, chasing's a thing of the past. I go, yeah, until a three-year-old gets kidnapped and we can't catch the car because somebody decided we need Durango's, right? At least give us the ability. And he looked at me, he goes, well, what's the likelihood of that happening? I goes, what happens when it's your three-year-old granddaughter? We can't catch her because you made a decision. You can see why I kind of have problems here and there. And then the, the reality is, is like, let's have accountability for it, right? You want to buy these cars, at least give us the ability if we have to chase. What happens when somebody shoots a cop in the head and we're driving Durangos that can't take a fucking turn at more than 30 miles an hour and we're flipping SUVs because we can't catch people? Does that make any sense? At least put us in a position to be able to have to react if we have to. Don't, don't be buying dog shit crying when you actually need it so um that was my that's my advocation to that that chief at that time you know so he got me back believe me <laughs> but anyway that's that's the point i never meant to ruffle feathers i was just trying to have the conversation of like you're gonna put us in a bad spot if we do have a three-year-old kidnapped by some fucking whack job and we can't catch him right we're gonna be a bad spot out. The car is not going to go fast. I mean, it's going to do to our souls if we can't stop somebody who just murdered another police officer. Like, you know what it's going to do to us? Anyway, that's all I got. Enjoy.